0: church, David's Army, David Army, thank you, I am Lieutenant Esther, please help me se- um, welcome or celebrate our papa and our mama, Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mildred for this wonderful opportunity to bring God's word to you today, thank you. Also, I'd like to give thanks to the leadership of Preserved Generation and our generals from David's Army. Church, please help me celebrate them. I'd like to start today by telling you a story that I know some of you may have heard, so please indulge me. So the United States had just been discovered as a land of opportunity. And a certain man decided that he wanted to jackbar to the United States, just like a lot of us are jacquarding to Canada today. So he sold all that he had to buy the tickets to travel, and he didn't have anything left to afford food. His friend asked him how he intended to feed on the journey, and he told his friend that he had already bought some crackers that he would eat. And that he would stay at the bottom deck of the ship all through the journey. So that he wouldn't go near the kitchen to smell the food and get hungry. So the journey started and he did what he had told his friend. It was supposed to be a 14-day journey, by the way. On the 12th day, the captain announced that a setting wind had thrown the ship off course. And so they would need an extra seven days to get to their destination. This meant that our dear friend would have an extra nine days of a cracker's eating punishment. Wow. So on the 21st day, the journey was almost over, and he decided to just go up to the cafeteria to see what the place was all about, since he had nothing to lose anyways. On his way to the cafeteria, he met with the captain, and the captain asked him where he had been all through the journey, if he wasn't hungry or if he didn't like the food that was served. The man replied that of course he had been hungry, but he didn't have money to buy anything from the cafeteria, so he decided to avoid the place altogether. The captain was shocked and told him that every single thing that he would have eaten on the journey had been paid for on the ticket that he bought to travel. Wow. (laughs) I'm sure the food the man would have eaten on that last day would make up for everything he had missed this story just goes to show me that it's one thing for God to do something for us. But if we are not aware of what he has done, it is just as good as if he did not do it. You see, a lot of us Christians are like that man, eating crackers through life when God has already prepared a feast for you. In that feast, there is jollof rice, there is unkobi, there is amala, whatever your favorite food is, you name it. Also, in that feast, there is long life, there is prosperity, there is a good marriage, there is godly children. So please don't go through life eating crackers when you have a feast. Hosea 4.6 tells us, it says, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. This means that God's people are not destroyed because of their village people or because of unknown gunmen or kidnappers or terrorists, whatever your problem is. God's people are destroyed because they do not know who they are and what God has done for them. Which is why our focus for this year's Children's Day Service is DNA. My identity in Christ. And the questions we are asking you today are, do you know who you are? Do you know what God has placed inside of you? Do you know how powerful and how wonderful you are? And if you do, what are you doing with this information? Are you still going through life begging God and begging people for what he has already done for you? Are you wishing you were someone else and not the powerfully and wonderfully made individual that God has created you to be? Are you allowing your past experiences, past mistakes, and maybe even people's opinions of you to define who you are? These are the questions that I trust that God would give answers to us today. Hallelujah. So when we talk about DNA, let's quickly go back to biology. I'm sure a lot of you are already cringing in your seats at the thought of a secondary school subject. But don't worry, I just want to give you a background definition. So, according to Dr. Francis Collins, you can think of DNA as an instructional script or a manual that is embedded in the nucleus of a living cell, which means that every single information that makes up an organism has a written code in the DNA, even down to the chemical reactions that happen in your body. DNA stands for deoxyribonucleic. Ah, we don't know it. <laughs> deoxyribonucleic. Where are the science students in the house. Show yourself with a wave of your hand. <laughs> so I know this may be a little too scientific for some of you. And truth is, a lot of us don't like to mix science with religion. But the truth is, our God is a very scientific God. Hallelujah. He created science. Science cannot be above our God. Praise God. So, every child's DNA is a combination of the DNA of the father and the mother. I'm sure with this, you can understand the Nollywood actor, you a Duchess conundrum. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. So, if you are seated here today... Your DNA is a combination from your father and your mother. Which is why we describe this, the, um, the salvation experience as being born again. Which means you have been given birth to again by God. Praise God. This was what Jesus understood and was explaining to Nicodemus in John chapter 3 verses 3 to 6. NIV. I especially like the verse 6. DJ John 3, 6 It says Flesh gives birth to flesh But the spirit gives birth to spirits Wow So that means if you are born again Your human DNA Is a combination from your father and your mother But Your spiritual DNA The most important one by the way Is a combination from God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I'll say it again. If you are born again, your spiritual DNA is a combination from God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. I thought somebody would celebrate God for that understanding. DJ, please give me John 10, 30-35, NKJV. I'll read. So, this was Jesus speaking. He said, I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works I have shown you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, make yourself God. Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, You are gods. If you called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. So in summary, Jesus had told the Pharisees that he and God the Father are one. That was a very bold statement to make in those days. So they accused him of of blasphemy. And he replied them by quoting Psalms 82 verse 6. Which says, Ye are gods. All of you who are children of God. So this means, and he ended it by saying that scripture cannot be broken. Which means you cannot undo your godlikeness. Hallelujah. It's in your DNA. You cannot undo it. Praise God. So that is mommies uncles aunties transform nation david's army preserved generation if you are born again you have god's dna inside of you and that means you have god's characteristics and features you are not just a normal human being hallelujah you are supposed to look like your father in every way shape and form praise god i thought somebody would celebrate god for that mean it is amazing to know that i i am i have god's dna inside of me and i'm supposed to look like my father that's amazing so when you see a child that doesn't look like his father the first thing or the very the most predominant thing you would hear is let's go for a dna test so ask yourself do i look like my father do i look like my father Do you look like your father? Or do we need to conduct a DNA test to actually confirm that you are a child of God? Do we need to conduct a DNA test to confirm that you are born again? If that is the case, then there's a problem. Hallelujah. So now that we know that we have God's DNA inside of us and we are expected to produce the same results as God, let's take a look at God so we know what to expect in us. Are you with me? Firstly, you are a creator. Hi. You are a creator. The very first thing that we see about God in Genesis one one is that He is a creator. Genesis one one: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Keyword: created. You are a creator. You have creative abilities inside of you. We see a lot of Christians saying things like, Oh, I'm not that smart. I'm not that intelligent. Hello. God your father is a creator. You have no right to not be smart. You have no right to not be intelligent. You are intelligent. That is who he created you to be. You have creative abilities. You are innovative. Praise God. If God your father is a creator... As a matter of fact, please scratch that. God, your father, is a creator. There's no if in the statement. And so you are a creator as well. Come on, somebody say that with me. God, my father, is a creator. So I am a creator. This time say it like you mean it. God, my father, is a creator. So I am a creator. Come on, celebrate God for that. So up next is Lieutenant Emmanuel, and he will continue to show you more of what it means to have the DNA of God inside of you. Thank you.
1: Good morning, George. I'm Lieutenant Emmanuel, if you did not hear her. I'll be wondering why you're not hearing her. Um, so I would like to start by accent. I was the class. I was the biology class. No response. What was DNA? At, le- At the very least, DLT DNA what? Ah. Esther, like you will come back. DNA ribonucleic acid. And like, lieutenant Esther said, you are a creator. Can somebody say that with me? I am a creator. Secondly, you are a conqueror. I believe we all know what First John 5 verse 4 says. Every God-born person conquers the world's ways. The conquering power that brings the world to his knees is our faith. And the person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes, believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Church, please know that the power of your victory is tied to your DNA. And your DNA is tied to the fact that you have received Christ and the nature of God inside of you and the, and the and nature of God that is inside of you is imparted in your spirit and just like in DCC we are wired to win we experience 100% victory 100% of the 100% of the this vibe that people are giving is not, it's not giving at all so when you go against life you don't just go against life just hoping for victory You go against life with the assurance that the life of Christ, that you already have inside of you, is your hope of victory. Did somebody get that? Thirdly, you are a life giver. God our Father is described in Romans 4.17 as the one who gives lives to the dead and calls things that be not as though they are. Jesus also told us in John six sixty three that the words that he spoke were spirit and life. So now I have this DNA. We all know that now. It means that the words I speak also impact life. To anything, to anything that is dead, anything that is sick, anyth- anything that is weakly around me. So, church, nothing should die around you anymore. Nothing should be sick around you anymore. Uh, you can't be you can't be a child of God and your children are sickly. You can't be running that business and it's dying. No wonder Proverbs 18:21 tells us that that death and power, sorry, that the power the tongue, sorry. Uh, Death and life, God will bless you people. Ah, some people are following. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. So, church, nothing should die around you anymore. And last but not the least, you are a God. Now, I know this may be confusing to a few of us, but let me ask you something. What does a lion give birth to? What does a goat give birth to? And in the same vein, God can only give birth to a God. Psalm 82, verse 6 tells us that you are gods. You are sons of the Most High. So now, as a God, even in the natural realm, you are superior to the natural. As a God, you speak to situations and they change. And they have no choice but to listen to you. Because guess what? You are a God. Can somebody say that with me? I am a God. I am a God. Church, please know that this DNA inside of you doesn't function only on Sundays. DNA cannot be left at home. You can't pick it up on a Sunday morning and drop it after service. Who are you trying to impress? Hmm. The way you see yourself should be influenced by the understanding that you have this DNA of God inside of you. 24-7. Please know that there is also a war going on out there. Every single day, on your matter, the war between your flesh and your spirit. You cannot feed both. If you feed one, the other must suffer. God doesn't just want to be the head of your spiritual life. It's not only when you are praying, when you are reading the word, when you are compassion that He wants to be the head of your life. He wants to be the head of every area of your life. To so the littlest things, to what you are wearing, to the shoe that you would pick, to where you would go. Um, DJ, please give me some one thirty-nine, thirteen, and fourteen. says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Can somebody say they are fearfully and wonderfully made? I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God needed your structure, your body, your figure, your physique, and most importantly, your sex or gender. If you're listening to me here today and you find yourself having a wrong sexual orientation or you wish you were a different gender, please know that this is completely out of character. You are not a mistake. Can somebody say that with me? I am not a mistake. I am not a mistake. Isaiah 64 verse 8 shows us that God is not only our father from whom we get our DNA from. He is also our Potter, and we are the clay. God cannot make a mistake and he's not starting with you. You were molded. You were shaped. You were formed by his hands. You weren't made in God's confusion. You were made in his conclusion. Did somebody get that? Or I should tell you again. You weren't made in God's confusion. You were made in his conclusion. Romans 8, 19 tells us that the whole creation is waiting desperately for your manifestation. The, the entire the IT industry, fashion industry, media, governance, economy... All mountains of influence—they're desperately waiting for you to start acting like the child of God that you are. And it begs the question: How do we live like? How do we live like God's on earth? Simple. Firstly, by fixing your eyes constantly on the Word of God. In this kingdom, we become by beholding. Um, DJ, please give me 2 Corinthians three eighteen. But we, but we all with open face. Beholding in a glass the glory of the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, church, the more time you spend beholding God in the place of prayer and the word, the more you become like Him. The more time you spend in God's presence, the more you become like Him. You can't leave God's presence in church and they expect to go and be doing works outside. For who? The devil. And secondly, by behaving like God our Father. Ephesians 5 verse 1 tells us that, we de- that therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Be imitators of God as dear children. God needs us to behave like him in everything that we do. Jesus came down to show us how the Father behaves, how the Father loves, how the Father heals, how the Father forgives, and how the Father also hates sin because of what he does to us. So choose today. To treat people the way you know Jesus would have treated them, and you will be expressing this DNA of God that is inside of you. But if you are here today and you have not given your life to Christ, to enact, to live, to express this DNA, sorry, would be impossible. So when the utter call is made, please respond because this is where your journey with God and you can begin to express this DNA of God that is inside of you. So now I ask that you indulge me by saying these words: God, my Father, is a creator not anybody God my father is a creator so I am a creator God my father is a conqueror so I am a conqueror God my father is a life giver so I am a life giver and God my father is God so I am a God oh wait let's try that again God is my father God is my father, so I am a God. So I am a God. Come on, if you believe what you just said, celebrate Jesus with a shout.